Today I want to talk to you about walking with God. Last week we talked about saying yes to God, and today I want to talk to you about walking with God. On my phone, just like maybe most of you, on your phone you have, on the settings page, you have a little button uh, that you can hit that's for turning your phone off. If you want to disconnect, uh, if you're either going on an airplane or if you're going into an important meeting or someplace where you don't want to be embarrassed by anything that could happen on your phone, just to be sure, you put it on airplane mode. And airplane mode, it blocks everything. It blocks data, which would include any kind of text or any updates or anything that would come through any app. It also stops your phone from working. You cannot ring, you can't make a phone call. It shuts your phone down temporarily. I wanna ask you a question. Are you stuck on airplane mode with God? You know, I, I've rarely run into a person who has told me, my prayer life is awesome. I know, I'm really good at prayer. Here's the truth. All of us are wired. We are internally wild. In, in fact, you can find this sociologically around the world, that we as human beings are wired to pray. We're wired for it. In fact, I'd take you to Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, and the 11th verse, where we read this one sentence. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. He has put eternity. Animals don't pray. They don't have any desire to pray. But God has planted eternity into man's heart. We all are wired to pray. Here's the problem. It seems as if all of us need help with it. It's something that I hear a lot, that I'm not very good at praying, and I, I wish I did better. Um, and we really want, so many of us want to grow in this area of our life. So I called my pastor, who his name is Bob Yaberg. I'd have to call him. He's, he, he is now, as a retired pastor, he's a pastor to pastors. And he also, he, uh, he runs a ministry called Pastors in Prayer. And I thought, well, hey, that's a good place to start. So I thought I would call him. I, by the way, I wrote down the responses to his questions before I asked them, because I knew the answers to what he was going to say. Because I said, hey, Bob, what do you think? Uh, what does, what do what do you think I ought to be aware of before I start out on this track? I told you, I knew the two things he would tell me. Number one is, are you doing it, Johnny? And number two is, get them to do it. So I thought that was pretty good advice. But I was telling him that I looked on Amazon. There's over 60,000 books on Amazon that you can buy on prayer. 60,000. And when I said that to him, he laughed. I heard him laugh over the phone. And he said, 60,000 books, and still nobody's praying. <laughs> Even including, we find in Scripture, in the 8th chapter of Romans, in verse 26, Paul, the writer of half of the New Testament, says this, For we do not know what to pray or as we ought. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. There are sometimes, that, that's, the, that's Paul saying, sometimes we just don't even know what to say or how to say it. How do you do this? And the Holy Spirit helps us. 
Prayer is not a duty. It's a privilege. And for us, we have to know what prayer is. One day, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And by the way, the prayer ministry in the book of Luke of Jesus is a great study. But Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. I never recall any of the disciples saying, Lord, teach us to do some miracles. Lord, teach us how to teach. Lord, teach us how to preach. Part of, I think, of what God is trying to show us and what Jesus is modeling and trying to show us is that those miracles and that teaching and that preaching came from Jesus being alone with God and sourcing and looking to the Father. Prayer is not some stuff. I know some of you are Harry Potter fans. I'm clueless. I don't know nothing, all right? I do know there's a wand involved. There's a stick. I don't even know what it's called. Is it a wand? I don't even know. Is it a wand? Is it, it's a wand? Okay, I don't even want to call it the bad thing. It's a stick or something. Prayer is not a magic wand. It is not hocus pocus. Lord, give me what I want. That's it. It's not, well, when I was growing up, it's sort of a rub the lamp. You know, you're rubbing the lamp, Aladdin shows up. God is not your magic genie. Uh, prayer is not... I was going to say a defibrillator because we have one of those out here in the hallway in case something were to happen. But I, I, I also think about a fire extinguisher. When I was going to college and stuff like that, there was always a fire extinguisher and it had the chain with the piece of metal that you broke in case there was a fire. It's not a fire extinguisher because that's the way we treat it. We're like, oh, well, I guess the only thing we can do now is pray. Like, it's come to that it's that bad? We're going to pray? Seriously? We're going to have to pray? It's, it's not that. It's not the last resort. It's the first thing we ought to do. Um, prayer is not a big old huge tug of war, like this big negotiation, like we're begging God or we're bribing Him or anything like that. It's not a negotiation. Oh, Lord, if you will do this, if she will say yes to me when I ask her out, Lord, I will serve you the rest of my life. You know, it's kind of a negotiation kind of thing. Um, it's also not, it's not a, it's not a ritual to, to relieve your guilt. Uh, so many people think, okay, this is penance. This is what I have to do in order to get right with God. And as boring as it is, you got to do it. You know, it's not like that. It's, it's not, a, uh, it's not a part of my atonement for salvation. It's not uh, that kind of a thing. It's not a punishment for sin. Some of you think of it like that. Like, well, you know, when you become a Christian, you've got to take on some of this stuff. It's not that. Uh, prayer is not that. So I want to talk to you about, in the time we have remaining, I want to talk to you about what prayer is, and the truth that I need to walk with God. These are the truths that I need to walk with God if I'm going to walk with Him. I would, when I 
coached a basketball team. I coached an eighth grade boys basketball team. And uh, some teams were better than others. And whenever I would experience a tough game or it was not looking well for us, I would get everybody to sit down. Nobody had a basketball or anything. And I would pull a basketball out and I would say, guys, this is a basketball. And here it is. We want to score more than 10 points. We want to put this ball through the hoop more than, we've got to score more than 10 points every quarter. And our goal is to keep the other team from scoring 10 points every quarter. And we're not succeeding if that's happening. It's very simple. And that's one of the things I want to do here today is to talk to you and to keep it simple. Because the first thing that you need, that truth that you need to kind of get your mind around in order to walk with God is this. God wants, God desires, God loves it when I talk to Him about anything. God wants me to talk to Him about anything. God loves you. God created you. God uh, is interested in your life. And He enjoys talking to you. Psalm 103, verse 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. The Lord loves us like a child. Now, you think about your child when they were born. Oh, they're cute, man. And all they can do back in every once in a while, you know, it could have been gas, but it might have been you that made them smile. And you love that. And then they start saying stuff. And then they start doing stuff. And then you start interacting with them. Oh, it's like a little human. It's unbelievable. And then they start, they start getting more sophisticated. And they get in grade school and they start talking to you about things. It's really amazing as I've experienced my children. One of the great things in life is just to talk to them and to hear them. Their heart's desire, the things that they love. And one of the things I've thought about is that how frustrating it is when you have a child, and some of you know this arduous pain of having a child who cannot communicate with you and how hard that is. You don't know what they want. You don't know what they're thinking. They're not able to reflect that back to you. Then some of you have children and know the pain of a child that can communicate with you but doesn't. And you know how hard that is and how frustrating that is. That's the picture for you of God wanting to talk to you, wanting to know you. You are his child. He wants to hear from you. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have towards the Lord, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever he, we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. We are His children. Now, prayer, Wikipedia says this about prayer. Wikipedia says, Prayer is an invocation or act that seeks to activate a rapport with an object of worship, typically a deity through deliberate communication. Now, that's kind of a lot of words and everything, but... We could learn something from that, but here's what I want you to learn from it. It's two things. Prayer is a conversation. It's two things. One is prayer is a conversation with God. It's not just me talking. 
Prayer is not just, it's a conversation, and it's not just a ceremony. It is not me giving a speech to God. Prayer is not me monologuing with God. Prayer is a conversation with God. Me listening to what God might say to me, for me being quiet long enough to have a leading, to allow His Word to meditate on what He says as well. And secondly, it's praying is having a relationship with God, and it's not a ritual. God does not require you to use 200-year-old language in order to speak to Him. There are many promises in the Word of God. Psalm 91, verse 15. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Isaiah 65, verse 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Matthew 7, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. All of that because God wants to talk. His promises are so that you can have a relationship with Him. Here's the second thing that's very important as we talk about prayer and how to walk with God. God listens to prayers that are simple and sincere. Listen to me. Real prayer is real communication with a real God. Real. It's very important. It's very important that we have sincere and faithful, faith-filled hearts when we pray. Not fancy words. It's not all about that. It's about us having real communication with a real God. Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching And he says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. And all most of us would be like, okay, okay, heads up. All right, I don't want to be like a hypocrite. So what does he say? They love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at street corners, and they that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So when you pray like that, big fancy prayers for everybody to hear and everything, hey, you got everything out of that that you wanted. That's it. That's all you get out of it. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases. So he says, go and and talk to the Lord, walk with the Lord in private. And then he says this, and when you pray, don't just heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. In other words, you don't have to memorize long poems. This is what I, I, <clears throat> I think there's nothing wrong with, the, with what Jesus taught us to pray and for us to know it. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be contentious here. But us just memorizing it and doing that prayer over and over and calling us that prayer life, that's exactly the opposite of what he did. He does not want us to do rote prayers that don't come from our heart. He wants simple and sincere prayers. It's good to pray the Word of God back to God, like Psalm 139, like you know Psalm 18, just the Psalms. It's good to be able to do that, but it's simple and sincere prayers are what God hears. And here's the thing. I think this is one of the things that Jesus is also saying. I heard a pastor say this this week. Longer is not stronger. 
So many of us just think, oh, you know, I've got to put in a few minutes you know, on this one. You know, I've got to become more spiritual. The truth is simple and sincere. Not long, fancy like they do in public, and not repetitive things that you just keep saying over and over and over. Simple and sincere. God is interested. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a heart in full assurance of faith and with our hearts sprinkled clean. So it's important that we have that simple and sincere prayer. Here's the third thing. God shows us His glory by answering prayer. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you. He will will show us and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. You will find God's grace in your prayer life. God wants to show His grace to you in prayer. I heard a pastor say, (laughs) there are four possible answers to prayer. Yes, no, not yet. And you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) The truth is, as part of this walking with God, is that we learn how to pray, but we have to discover what God's trying to reveal, His very character. Jesus talks about this in Matthew 7, verse 11. He says, If then, if you then who are evil, in other words, in our fallen state, know how to give good gifts to your children, like if you know how to do that, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? God wants to reveal His grace to you in prayer. James chapter 2, You desire and you do not have, so you murder. This is a picture of our culture, a spirit of elimination. We get frustrated. This is the way of the world. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. And so this is part of this is saying there's a better way. That's what I'm trying to say to you today. There's a better way. God is interested in my character over my comfort. We think prayer is how we keep my comfort and my own selfish wants and desires. And the truth is, God wants to show you great and amazing things. It's a great adventure to follow God. And I want to challenge you, in a fallen world, we need Him desperately. We need Him. Our ways, what we do, we're driven by our own passions and wants and desires, and the truth is, it gets us in trouble. So I want to encourage you, Here's the fourth thing, and it's the most important. It's the most important thing I'm going to say today. It's very important. I want you to hear me on this. God wants to be close to me. You were created in the image of God to have a love, and God invites you to have a love relationship with Him. God wants to know you, and He invites you into that relationship. And so for you, he wants to be close to you. 
Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Hosea chapter 6, verse 6. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. In other words, I desire a relationship with my people more than all this religious practice stuff. I, I desire a love relationship like you're motivated. You know, guilt, it'll, you can keep praying because you feel guilty for a certain amount of time until the guilt goes away. But if you do it out of a motivation of being motivated to have a relationship, that's something that will last. And so I encourage you today. Psalm 25, verse 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and He makes known to them His covenant. I want to challenge you this morning with James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. I just want to challenge you with that today. For you to draw near to God. The story of God in the Bible and the story of God throughout the ages is that God is the one who initiates for His own purposes and His own glory. It's, it's, it's the Bible. It's what you see. Where ordinary people, God shows up and initiates His plan and His purposes. I want to challenge you today that God has you here at this place right now, even hearing this message, to know that God is initiating. And, and for us, it's our response to Him. God wants to be close to you through Jesus, the one that we've been singing about, that God is the God who created you. And so I challenge you today, I challenge you with this, to, to know that God wants to talk to me, that God doesn't want big, fancy prayers. He wants them simple and sincere. That God, that God wants me to, he wants me, he wants to show me himself through prayer. And that he also wants to walk with me. And so I challenge you. I heard a, a preacher many years ago say, the closer I am to God, the less stressed and the more blessed I am. You know what, guys, we have so many of us here, everybody here probably have this common stress. Our coping skills in America are at an all-time low. I would include that as a generalization across the country. We are more stressed and we are seeking God's blessing. And I want to tell you, the closer you are with God, the less stress you will experience and the more you will be blessed. Don't all of us want to have the blessings of God? And we also want to cast away the things that are his. So we're going to pray. And when I say that, I say, I'm saying we're actually going to pray. That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to pray. See, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. And so I hope, I'm my prayer, I've been praying about this. I'm taking the risk. I, am, I know I'm jumping off the ledge here a little bit, but I want us to break up into groups of three, no more than four. And I want us to pray together. 
Now, the first thing you have to do is you have to know the people you're praying with. So I'm going to ask you to turn and make sure you know one another. Introduce yourself. And then, after a little bit of time, I'm going to signal you, and I'm going to encourage you, go ahead and start praying. Let's not just sit and talk to each other and call that prayer, all right? Sit there and talk for six minutes, and then we pray for 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Let's spend some time in prayer. Then after that, and you've prayed a little, and we've prayed, you'll hear me, and I'm going to pray for some of the needs that have been given this morning. And I will close our prayer time together. And then I have one more thing after we do that. So right now, you're going to have to maybe get up and turn to each other and clump up here a little bit and do that right now. All right, yeah, that's what I said. We're going to do it. Maybe stand. Oh, another thing is I want you to join hands when you pray. Join hands when you pray when you do that, all right? Make sure you know the people you're going to be praying with now. If you're not already, let's join hands and let's pray together. Go ahead and pray. The oldest person begins. The oldest person begins. If you're having a hard time, let's pray.
Heavenly Father, you are the Lord and you reign on high. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the ability to be able to get together. Father, I thank you for every person here. You know every person here and you desire to walk with them. So, Lord, teach us to pray this week. Help us, Lord, to walk with you. Father, I lift up to you these prayer needs that were given this morning. Lord, I pray for Gail. Lord, for a shoulder surgery, I pray, Lord, that you would minister to her. Lord, we continue to pray for Stan, Lord, as he's home from the hospital, and just, Lord, for complete recovery for him, giving, Lord, everything he needs. Lord, thank you for the good news of moving into a new house for a young family, Lord. That's good news. And how you've been faithful, Lord, through the generations. Lord, I pray and stand in the gap with a sister who's praying for a dear brother who's fighting stage four cancer. Father, I pray for this man's um, physical body, and we also pray for you to move in this whole situation for your glory, Lord. We pray for that. Lord, we thank you for good news, uh, for Janet and Steve, Lord, for uh, good test results coming back, Lord. Also pray, Lord, for an upcoming surgery on July 5th. Just pray, Lord, that you would uh, protect and give everyone your grace, Lord. Father, thank you for the ability for us to bow before you and know that you are the God, that there is no darkness, there is no shadow of turning with you. You're faithful. So, Lord, we just are bowing before you, knowing that you love us. We just pray that you would help us this week to walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. I'm going to ask you to do one last thing as we leave. We can do two things at once, all right? I want you to reach out across the aisles right now, and I want you to stand up and reach across the aisles. Join hands right there. Now, as you do that, I want to tell you one thing. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Y'all make it, y'all make it. Okay, so here, listen up, listen up. Um, This is a prayer guide, and God in his sovereignty has brought Holly Parks to our, our pastoral staff. We're very thankful for her. And she has written this prayer guide for us. And we have made copies for for all of you here today, for us to experience this whole month in prayer. And so there's, there's uh, four weeks, so it's for the whole month. And so you can get one of these as you come out. Now, it's really not so much like a, you know, an exegetical book. It's really more like a workbook where you read. So you'll need your Bible. You'll read. You'll read what Holly, there's questions, and then there's normally maybe a reprinting of a prayer or for you to set and spend a little time reflecting on what God's saying to you. I encourage you at all the stations, including down front here, there's a prayer guide. And I want to encourage you to do that, as well as I want to encourage you to th- pray three times a day. I just had a leading about Daniel about that. Just three times a day. There'll be one time when you try to really get away, and then other times, pause. Unplug a little bit. Put your airplane mode on, and then talk to God. 
and I pray that he will do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And then we're, we're going to allow Holly to lead us in this benediction, all right?